Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we'll summarize what we've been talking about in recent discussions uh, about the notion of ourselves as tourists traveling through the universe, sampling different realities. Another way to say that would be to talk about our existence beyond this reincarnational reality that we're in right now. So having to this point uh, looked at the lives of uh, Edgar Cayce and Bob Monroe, and having summarized or paraphrased uh, Seth's insights on the soul, that's us, making sense of HTSI, the human time-space illusion, the experiences we have between lives, the notion of God, earlier civilizations, dreams and connections among realities, evolution, how consciousness forms matter, and alternate stages of consciousness, It's now time to turn to the remarks of the entity Seth as they relate to our existence in many other realities beyond reincarnational reality. In other words, us as tourists. Now, those of us who've come to accept the reality of reincarnation, which is really simultaneous incarnations when you no longer experience the illusion of time, we think in terms of a lot of different lives during which we somehow progress to the point where we no longer have to come back into a physical body. But we have given relatively little thought to what happens then. So, what does happen then? Well, as you know from previous episodes, Seth explained we are not in for eternal rest, and he offered the phrase, there's no hope for the lazy. Now, he himself is no longer focused in physical matter, calls himself an energy personality essence, who was conscious before Earth was formed, and explains there isn't just one place or space in which non-physical consciousness resides. Some are entirely unacquainted with physical form. That is, non-physical consciousnesses. Some are entirely unacquainted with physical form, so they would not experience being of one sex or another, for example. There is an infinite variety of experiences and environments that exist right now. And even he and his fellow energy personality essences are aware of only a small portion of them. At their level, they don't have just one universe to contend with. There are far more kinds of consciousness than there are types of physical forms. And each consciousness variety exists in its own camouflage reality, just as we exist in ours. Now, consciousness does not need a form, he explained, but must, by its nature, show its activation in some way. So, for example, in some systems, consciousness forms, let's say, mathematical and musical patterns instead of uh, forms. Now, in this larger framework, there are lots of ways to perceive reality. Our way of perceiving reality is just one of many. Apparently, other realities are about us all the time, 
uh, as we have heard uh, in previous discussions, especially from the uh, Invisibles who uh, accompanied Betty White, right? Other realities are about us all the time, but we ignore even those that have some kind of form. Ours is not a system formed by the most intense concentration of energy. It's simply the one we're tuned into. And right now, <clears throat> it is all we perceive. In other systems, uh, with more intense concentrations of energy, as an example, a table would seem, seem to be a super table in terms of its strength, its load capacity, its resistance to wear and damage, and the like. And that, of course, compared to tables in our reality, would make it indeed a super table, much stronger and durable. But even within those realities where form prevails, there are somewhere, instead of experiencing one after another of seemingly endless events, the entities perceive only one event, but an infinite number of probable directions that event might take. You might remember I discussed that in previous episodes as uh, probabilities. Now, as for non-physical systems, each of us already exists in them, right? Each of us already exists in non-physical systems. And as noted earlier, our slightest thoughts and emotions are manifested in some way in some of these systems, although we aren't aware of it. So we might unknowingly make a flower grow in some other reality, as I mentioned in the last session. And as we've talked about recently, there are also realities where the entities were once civilizations here on Earth, ancient civilizations in our terms, right? civilizations on our Earth who left our planet for some other point within the physical universe. Now, these entities are more developed spiritually than we are. They can use energies we aren't even aware of. They formed uh, new types of physical life, life that could not even exist in our atmosphere. Now, some mutated, and they've long since left the reincarnational cycles, but Earth is their legendary home. And as I mentioned in the, uh, one of the previous two episodes, they take a great interest in us and in the earth. Uh, so they could be thought of as earth gods who are looking out for us. Now the entity Seth explained that all actions are initially mental acts. All of them are valid. And he explained that the soul that we are, the soul that we are, that's us, is a multidimensional, infinite, right? Multidimensional and infinite act with each minute probability brought into existence somewhere. Now that's, I'll repeat that. Now he's maintaining the soul that we are, that's us. We are a multidimensional, infinite act with each minute probability brought into existence somewhere. Now we're not aware of it, but as I mentioned, our slightest thought gives birth to worlds. Each probable system creates other systems. Any one act brings forth an infinite number of acts. Acts that will find actualization somewhere since all systems of reality are open with continual communication among them. They're open, not closed, and there's continual communication among them. So each of us 
is in the middle of a giant web of probabilities. Probabilities that are affected by our thoughts and our emotions that go out from us in all directions. While we, in turn, we're also recipients of signals and energies coming from others. Now, that's quite a thought. We're all in the midst of a giant web of probabilities affecting other realities and other entities, and they're affecting us. Now, in some realities, evil does not exist. Just varieties of positive experiences. That would be nice. In some, the centuries of our time would seem like a passing moment. In some, the entities can create beauty that impinges on several dimensions of reality at once. So, as I mentioned in, in past episodes, uh, <clears throat> the, the beauty that uh, impinges on several dimensions can be perceived as a work of art and also a musical masterpiece and also a compelling novel. Now, there are realities where the inhabitants can experience multiple presence simultaneously and change them in any way they like, either the entire event or just a tiny portion of it. In some realities, continuity in terms of time does not exist at all. Instead, what the personalities perceive there is organized by psychological groupings or categories with absolutely no relation to time. Now, in realities where pure feelings dominate, pure feelings dominate, there could be feelings of warmth and comfort, but no corresponding symbols or, or forms. So you have these feelings of warmth, warmth and comfort, but you don't have any corresponding symbols or forms as we do. Now, with our limited focus, we'd be forced to perceive those feelings as objects such as a fire or a comfortable couch. Now, different realities can exist at every frequency. And with our present tight focus, we cannot even begin to imagine the incredible number and diversity of them. In fact, when Seth's big self, which was referred to as Seth II, when Seth's big self spoke through Jane, explaining that the inhabitants in their reality are the sources of the energy from which we came, that they are creators but have also been created, Seth too also explained that verbal symbols have no meaning to them and that they perceive our thoughts as various intensities and brightness of light. So they're far, far away from us and they perceive our thoughts as various intensities and brightness of light. Now, Seth then explained, after Seth too was finished speaking, Seth explained that Seth too's reality is further divorced from his reality than Seth's reality is from ours. And that in his reality, there are not only reincarnational identities, but also other gestalts of being that do not necessarily have any physical connections. Okay, these are other complicated stalts of, gestalts of being that don't, don't have any physical connections at all. And, and he said, and that the same applies to us. Well, any of you who've listened up to this point knows that Seth's reality is far more complex and extremely different from ours, right? And, and he's saying that in his reality, there are not only reincarnational identities, 
but also other gestalts of being. Now, gestalts means complexities, right? Complexities of being. Also, other gestalts of being that do not necessarily have any physical connections. And then he says, and that the same applies to us, which is surprising because we think of ourselves as having totally physical connections, right? But he maintained our physical objects are symbols. They're symbols that stand for inner experience. And the whole nature and the structure of physical life as we know it, it's really a symbolic statement. So life as we know it is a symbolic statement, he maintains, made by groups of entities who choose to work with symbolism. Now that's us, a group of entities who choose to work with symbolism. Now once we understand the symbolic nature of our physical reality, he said, we will no longer be entrapped by it. We will know we can alter it from the inside and project into physical symbols whatever we choose, which is another way of saying we can create our own reality. All right, that concludes today's discussion. And in the next session, I'm going to talk about why this whole notion of ourselves as tourists is very important. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.